0: Gentlemen, start your rhythm down! Yeah.
2: Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg fourteen hundred AM 98.3 FM and uh on the listen listen in app, tune in app, whatever it is they call it. Exactly. Ronnie. And we also have the
3: uh Fox upstate web uh app that you can get. You're stumbling over <laughs> to bed as I did. I just washed my tongue and I can't do a thing with it. And Boy, we're out of
2: the Bacon Studio. Absolutely. Very good to have you back, my friend. Good what? to be here. Y'all, uh, I tell you, and I'm not sure you need me. I listened to the show last week when I got back, and it sounded real good. Well, we uh, appreciate that, but
4: we stumbled but, around. Yeah, but no thank off. you.
2: We want you back. We well, don't, <laughs> we don't like doing it that way, but we, we stumbled through it. Well, you, you did better than just stumbling, but uh, I appreciate that. But y'all did do a really good job, and Deb Williams was, was always a great guest. So oh, I,
3: I love talking to Deb. She, I love, well, Let me rephrase that. I love listening to Deb.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I know why you had her on there, so you just turn her loose, and you don't have to talk too much. And, um, you say, good morning, Deb. And she's gone. She's off to the races, literally. And it's all good stuff. And you had a lot to talk about with that wacky road course at Charlotte that uh, that was uh, a surprise finish and Jimmy Johnson blowing it at the last minute.
3: Well, just, just a quick aside then, we didn't get to hear your take on the Roval.
2: Well, I, you know, it was pretty dadgum exciting, whether it was gimmicky or, uh, you know, something out of a... Uh, it, it's hard to believe they're going to do that every year. I mean, I, I'm sure they're yeah. going to have to tweak something, but, you know, it was... Uh, The third place guy coming through the, how many turns they got, 17? The guy leading at the fifth. Yeah, something like that. The third place guy at turn 15 ended up winning the race. So, uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson did that bonsai dive bomb into the last corner there and uh, took him and Truex out. And neither of them are very happy about it. But, you know, I heard, and I guess Nelson can tell us more about this later, that, uh, um I heard yesterday that Chad Kanaus and Jimmy Johnson are splitting up. Yes, I heard that. That's uh that's not quite like Bud Moore and Greg Moore splitting up, but it's a that's it's pretty a close. pretty big split up. <laughs>
4: that, that is a pretty good split up cuz I mean that, those guys now how uh, long have they been together? 20 years or better.
2: Well, how, I, as long as Jimmy's been here.
4: As long as Jimmy Johnson wants he come out of the fantasy series. Right. Uh, and they had put they, they had low sponsorship and Chad, he had um, he had been working for Hendrick for a long time, and he had worked himself up to like crew position. Yeah, and they got a have had a chemistry that's just absolutely fantastic. And the the, the thing is, uh, difficult, but maybe maybe because of their performance sitting up to what they want it to be. Uh, lots of times you need to. Switch some things around. Well,
2: maybe Jimmy Johnson said, "Why didn't you tell me if I don't wreck on the last turn that I'm in the chase?" You know, you know what? What I, I wonder. Now that's a good point. I ain't thought about that, Perry.
3: Yeah. You know what? I wonder what Roll Tide Terry thinks about that.
2: I don't know. Why don't we ask him?
3: What do you think about that, Terry? Well, I think it's about
5: time we, you know, break up.
0: They had it going on pretty good, but he should have known where he was at before he even got him crawled in the car. I got a question about Talladega. You know, I got some stories down there, but one I want to know is, and I guess Greg Nim was down there. Sterling Marlin blew up way back when. And he went in and changed the motor. And when he came out, I don't know, that thing sounded like a ninja, uh, uh, Indy car when he come down on the back, stretch right there. And he pushed Mark Martin to the, ch- uh, wind down there. What
4: did he have in that car? Yep, uh, Terry. I- when
0: he co- when he come by the back stretch down there, it went mmm mmm.
4: It didn't <laughs> sound nothing like no. <laughs> yeah, it it did, Terry, and that's a good question, and and I can answer that. Uh, I'm assuming this was the time we was with the Kodak car, you know, with the right. four. What they had done, is Runt, Pimpman and Runt Pentman them had worked a lot with exhaust tuning, and they had an experimental set of exhaust pipes that. They would run together underneath the car. So you basically were trying to get an 8 in the one type system. You know, you, you used to see it on formula cards. So if it's not practical, wow. and they had worked out a way to flatten them out and basically have the, the, the pipes when they come out of the headers, run into one chamber up underneath the car and then go back out each side. On. And that son of a gun to sounds so good, it sounds like it's turning 10 grand if it ain't turning six. I mean, just, <laughs> and, and it does... What it does, it tends to enhance the bottom end of the motor more so than top end. But with a restrictor plate, you don't turn it that much, but it sure does sound good. That was that that that's what that was. We just uh, 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 your ears are very good, and I can imagine everybody having all them exhaust pipes. It sounded like an Indy car race going on. It really well. Was. You know when he came out when he came out
0: when he came out by seven, he was trying to catch up. He came back. He came out of that backstage that and it
1: was like. Mm
0: the next thing i know he called everybody he was fast thing out there because he was absolutely flying yep. now one thing they've done they done good on one thing they took a restricted plate i guess off but will they ever let them start racing below the yellow line anymore
2: no i don't think you're gonna see that that's as much a safety thing as anything else uh they uh they can't put a wall down there, so they got an invisible wall called a yellow line, and you know you'd run into. Oh, I mean they'd go through the grass. They'd get down on the flat part. They'd they do anything they could to pass. So they just they just have to uh, regulate it some way. And I think that's more to try not to have too many of the big ones, and they have them anyway. So, uh, Terry, we uh, right. we know this is uh, this is your track. Give me a thirty second or one minute story, real quick. Then we're going to have to move on.
0: Watching Earnhardt coming in the middle of the, uh, what three laps ago in the, in the middle and coming all the way back and winning it when they can all pass each other and how all the crazy people who was on the back stretch and there's no back stretch no more. That's what took me away from Talladega. The back stretch and I mean you know I hated uh, there's nothing. I sat on the back stretch for over thirty something years, and I've been on the front stretch for uh, was there for two years, and had to walk thirty miles to get on the front stretch. And back stretch, you walk right up the steps and walk right into the stadium. And that was uh, that, You know, we went it? from bleachers. We went from the gust of bleachers to one of the nicest facilities as far as seeing a race. And they just tore it all down. I mean, it just it just ripped the guts
2: out of me. Yeah. I, I hate to say that. Yeah, change isn't always good. Terry, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, call back any time. We got a call here in a minute to, uh, we're going to talk about the um, the big thing that got going on at Charlotte up at the drag races as soon as Ronnie gets him on the phone. So we appreciate you calling in, Terry.
4: Call more yes, often. Thank you, Terry. Bye. Bye-bye. That was uh, Roll
2: Tide Terry.
3: You know, he always has something interesting to say. He's not just some jack leg. He, he
2: remembers racing. Yeah, but he had a melancholy in his voice there when he was yeah. thinking about the old days. and uh,
4: The back stretch of Talladega, while Ronnie's getting our, our guest on the phone, the back stretch of Talladega was one of the best places to see the race. Perry, I know you've been down there a bunch of times, and the... We always called it the party displaced in the world was the people that was on the infield, about two lanes deep, that set up their campers and stuff along the back stretch. Some of the most friendly southern people they just just everybody had a good time, and what he 's missing is the bleachers are the pretty good grandstands back there, and you could see good
2: yeah, and it was always uh, I mean before the restrictor place, and even with the restrictor place, but they were they were hauling the mail through there, oh, and uh, when they come down through there, they would get it. Yeah, and I think of things like the. Hey, this is I, it comes to my mind, of course tiny Lund lost his life back there sure did. exactly
4: but, where they, he would be sitting there
2: and uh we're gonna have a guest on here in about 10 minutes our guest today's ken schrader by the way i don't know if we noticed, mentioned that or not who was a talladega winner but he also uh i saw his car take off like a kite down that back stretch one time yeah. when he was driving for hendrick so uh he had been on some rides he's been on he rode dunley's car pretty
4: good down the the, the trial for daytona to, one across time. the finish line yeah but uh, well, yeah, we're going to talk to Schrader here later on he, he, and he can tell us a bunch of cool stuff but I think we've got Scott ready to go
2: uh, I want to say one thing though Greg if we couldn't have had a guest this week I don't know of anybody that could talk more about Talladega than Greg Moore and Bud Moore and Daryl and Brent Moore I mean you guys you won three in a row down there and you won four or five or six all together I know you won with Earnhardt and you won with Baker and you won with Allison and uh. Uh, there's not much more of an expert at Talladega than uh, uh, Greg Moore. Well, I appreciate that, Perry. It, it is a little bit different track. It's got
4: characteristics, even that Daytona doesn't have. Uh, Talladega has always been Talladega. I mean, it's just, it's got its own unique signature to it as far as the handling. One thing a lot of people don't know, and I'll make this quick the travel at Talladega is not marked as much as Daytona's. And you, if, if, if you've been down there in the pits and look, and you can tell it, it's about two degrees, one or two degrees less. And the drivers at Talladega tell you, you got to drive the car. Daytona, you know, they got enough banking, they're going through the travel with not too much problem. I mean, they got to be on top of the steering wheel. But Talladega, the car can get a little bit loose in that travel. That's the reason they put the start finish line. they done it that way, deliberate. They didn't put the start finish line, you know, 100 yards
2: past. The several trial. hundred yards, yeah, down yeah, closer several. to the first turn. But. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, that tri over the Talladega looks to me wider. I bet you it's wider and I mean you can tell that just by looking at it. I never realized it was banked. Uh it wasn't banked as much. But um that's interesting to know and, and of course I don't think the radius of that turn's quite as, as big because you know, not as sharp a turn, it's it's more sweeping it looks like.
4: It is. And and that's probably the difference between you know, they don't they measure the tracks I think thirty feet. From the inside or the outside wall, there there's a method that they do, and you got to remember, Talladega is two point six six, Daytona's two point five. Yeah. And and that's that's the that's just the bottom line on the whole thing, and and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they made Talladega's deal more sweeping,
2: and it's a little bit longer. Yeah. Plus, Talladega's got the Indian curse or something. You know what? It's they, Indian burial ground or something, the, 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 and I, a lot of people take that pretty seriously. And I, not because it's Halloween, but it's. Uh, I think it's maybe something to it. Yeah. they take it. They take it real serious.
4: Uh, they really do. They take it. Take it very, very serious. And apparently, what they did is they. Yeah. They they put part of the track was actually built on top of the barrel ground of the actually the Talladega Indians right and what was what was said and this was back you got to remember with an Air Force base early it back. was so this is before the racetrack but when uh, you know the the, the, the rightful owners kind of got run off and they put started putting concrete you know Air Force base on top of it they say that their uh, chief or uh or medicine man or whatever put a curse on all white people you know all, all all the you know the the new people coming in because they had put it on top
2: of their graveyard now i'm gonna tell you what we've had a lot of people killed at that place well it makes you wonder yeah it makes you wonder and there's been just some other strange going on. but yeah there, there has been not just fatalities in the race cars but uh the strange ways people like uh like richard petty's uh was his cousin or whatever that, that got the air tank blew up or something that time? Right. And uh, I think David Cisco's mother got killed in the infield. A, a mirror on a truck hit her in the back of the head, walking down an yeah. access yep. road. And that was
4: that was also we had a deal <laughs> where John Markham, who owned the Arca, his wife, uh, his wife actually
2: was a similar deal. Well, he he got killed there in an auto accident, didn't he? I think he did. He got T-boned at some intersection right there on the grounds. Yeah, to, uh, okay. and he was ahead of ARCA.
4: Yeah, yeah, Markham and and his wife got got killed down there in the infield. And it, uh, it's right like I say, it just uh, it's a it's a great racetrack. We love it. And it's just, uh...
2: anyway, Ronnie, have you got, got He's been over there talking to something. What you got oh, lined up,
3: buddy? Like, well, actually, Scott's not going to be able to talk to us because they got something going on at, at, at the strip. But but we've got with us Jonathan Coleman. Jonathan, are you on there with me? I sure am, yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, tell us what exactly is your job, and, and we'll, we'll get going on this thing.
6: Absolutely, yeah. I'm the director of PR and communications. So I work with Scott every day just to promote anything and everything that's going on here at Charlotte Motor Speedway from the Roval a couple of weeks back to the drag races this weekend, the car show next weekend, the world finals in a couple of weeks, Christmas shows, anything and everything we can do to uh, let people know that. We do a lot more out here at Charlotte Motor Speedway than a lot of people may realize. We've oh. got events going on all year long.
3: Oh, absolutely. And listen, we got a lot of people down here in Spartanburg excited about this this drag strip action. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
6: Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Spartanburg is one of the big uh one of the big areas for us with with drag racing uh and we we got a lot of fans from down in that neck. Next-
2: uh don't, there he is. You still
6: with oh. us? sorry about that yeah i'm not sure what happened there
2: oh uh, you went through a tunnel
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or maybe we did i'm not sure
6: it, it may be the it may be the vibrations from the racetrack could here. be I'm not sure but uh yeah so we uh traditionally we're host we've hosted the first round of the camp for the boys with the nhra um but with our roval race a couple of weeks back we uh we we changed things up so we're now the the fourth of six races for those guys and uh Firing up these ten thousand horsepower dragsters, just just and uh, absolutely putting some blistering speeds down on the racetrack, having a big old time.
2: Now is that the four wide? Yeah. Still I'm, with me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the four wide drag drag strip? I mean, you're you're running all four lanes.
6: So we run we run four wide in the spring. So we do that one in April. This this now we're in the playoffs. So they're. Uh, they're a little more antsy about running four-wide because it's a little more of a uh, a, a wild-card race, you might say. So in the playoffs, we just run them two-wide, traditional side-by-side.
2: Traditional, that's what that was the word I was going to use. Well, I said with, right. with a
3: four-wide, you've, you've got, well, with just regular uh, dual drag strip, uh, drag strip, you've got a thousand things that can go wrong if you're behind the wheel. And if you go <laughs> four-wide, that just multiplies exponentially.
6: It, it really is kind of crazy when you think about, the, you know, each one of the cylinders in a dragster has the same produces the same amount of horsepower as a NASCAR stock car. So these these dragsters are cranking out about 800 horsepower per cylinder. Good um, you know, oh, Yeah, so <laughs> yeah it, I knew that. Uh, yeah, you, you put 10,000 horsepower in an engine, and it doesn't take much to, uh, to, to make things go wrong. So, um, you know, that adds to the drama, adds to the excitement. Obviously you know these are the fastest accelerating machines on the planet you know you, you think about an f-18 fighter jet when it when it leaves the edge of the aircraft aircraft carrier to take off it's going 140 miles an hour these dragsters across the street go 330 miles an hour in a thousand feet oh man it, it, uh, it is unreal. Un- let me check
4: uh yeah that's fast it's hard to wrap your head around
3: it is
6: it
4: really is I, I can remember uh talking about those engines. And this was many years ago, and a good friend of mine, John Cosey, uh, was building a lot of IHRA motors. And these were just like <clears throat> post-top motors and stuff, and they? And they weren't so much horsepower, this wasn't even with nitro, that he had to run them like on just alcohol or whatever just to break right. them in because as soon as he dropped throttle, the, the, the load would go automatically pass whatever the dyno was because it's over a thousand horsepower you know he just done not right. to break it in but that, it, it's amazing stuff what what do you expect i know they have a good crowd what, looks like the weather cooperated um
6: it did we got we got that rain out middle of the week and uh, had, a, had a pretty good crowd yesterday you know friday's always tough because you still got kids in school and folks that are at work and that sort of thing but uh, we we've got about thirty thousand seats over there, and and there will be butts in almost every one of them this afternoon. I think when we when we get around to the pro sessions about twelve forty five. Well, down
3: here in Spartanburg, still got time, plenty of time to get up there. Tell us about some of the the ticket packages you've got still available.
6: Absolutely, yeah. The uh, so kids thirteen and under get in free. This is an awesome event if you've got young kids because it. it A ticket to get you in the gate also gets you down into the pit. So you can watch the teams. You know, one thing that separates this sport from a lot of other motorsports they they break down the engine, you know, tear it down to the body of the race car between every single run. So they have about an hour to tear that engine completely apart, build it all the way back up, and get it back out there to make its next next pass. That's That's unbelievable. unbelievable. That's amazing every ticket gets you that access to go into the pits and you can stand right there at the ropes and watch these guys. It, it's kind of like a dance. I mean, the car pulls back into the pit area and there are seven or eight guys that jump right in and, and you know, one guy's job is the oil pan and one guy's job is the blower and one guy's job is the headers. And you, you just watch. It's, it's incredible to see. And, and the access for NHRA is really one of those things that, that is unmatched, I think. I mean, it would be like being down there in the huddle with your favorite football team, or, or you know, sitting on the end of the bench for the basketball game, or whatever the case may be.
3: Well, to, one of the things you to want to do, and, if, if if you're going to go to this race, you do want to go down there in the pits. Now, knowing the pits at NASCAR and ARC and all those, there is a dress code. Is there a dress code to get that you have to have on before you can get in the pits of the drag races? There
6: is not. You will see a little of everything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <I laughs> Sound like, like we see something I pretty will, good. Yes,
6: but one thing I, I, will, I will say, earplugs. That that would be the one thing, it's not a requirement, but I would certainly recommend an earplug for your dress code. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, everybody needs to go up there and see that <laughs> stuff.
4: The only thing in all fairness, I'm 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 a road course oval guy and uh-huh. I've always loved drag racing, but the thing is, uh they run way over three hundred and a quarter mile. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole different theory. If you had to run five hundred miles, I, I assure you, you can't do it with ten thousand horsepower. <laughs> but. but it's still <laughs> no, amazing. That, I think yeah, those that. guys pull those motors apart and everything. It, it it it's a show. Everybody needs to go over there and see. it,
2: Jonathan, up- it was yeah, a, it was. It's a pleasure having you on. We're up against the break now, but I you got so many things going on that you just named off with the car show, and the, I know the Christmas lights are a big deal. We'll have to have you on again uh, in we'll a week soon, or so. Yeah. yeah.
6: That sounds great. Would love to talk to you guys again. Absolutely.
2: Thank you very much, and that's
6: appreciated as always.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you, Jonathan Coleman. That was because I was expecting Scott Cooper. Yeah, right. So Jonathan Coleman's got another name to write down here on our list of contacts. Um, a lot going on in Charlotte. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'd like oh. to see him just to tear the car, that I motor think, down. I think that's worth price of admission right there. It is. Well, we're going to take a break right now and uh, come back, and we're going to talk to one of the real racing legends that can uh, he can win in anything he ever strapped into, and that's Mister Kenny Schrader. We'll be back on. Start your engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's uh, Saturday morning, beautiful fall day. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the
1: SignForce hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM.
5: Steve and Jerry here from the world famous Beacon Drive In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili
0: cheese. Hey Plantae, I I need
4: flounder, cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no
5: trim. (laughs) Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve Steve and Jerry at the world famous Beacon Drive In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg.
1: Hey plantain. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to 3 days. Call 803-273-3013. High school football season is rolling, and so is our Friday Football Frenzy. The Frenzy is presented by Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina. The perfect place for your family to get away. The Friday Football Frenzy. All season long, here on Spartanburg County's home for high school football. Fox Sports 1498.
8: 3FM. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize your interior, and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days, same as cash with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. It's football Season, which means it's time for tailgates to make your tailgate number one you need to visit game day barbecue in duncan game day barbecue has all your favorites including pulled pork smokehouse chicken ribs and brisket match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese and potato salad and you have a winning team game day barbecue 165 west main street in duncan open from 10 30 a.m till 8 p.m wednesday through saturday so stop in for lunch or dinner or give them a call at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate game day barbecue we do things the old-fashioned way It's pretty obvious that the Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards has billiards, right? It's in their name. But now they are expanding their games to include dart leads, cornhole, and classic arcade games. Now at Steak Horse, you can shoot unlimited games of pool from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. for only $10. Steak Horse also has some of the best food around, from their famous ribeye steak with steamed veggies and twice-baked potato to my favorite, the St. Louis-style ribs with baked beans and slaw. Visit our friends at Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street, Spartanburg, open daily at 11 a.m.
1: The Elite Audio text line is open via the Fox Sports 1400 app. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play.
2: Welcome back to Start Your Engines here at the Beacon Drive-In Studio in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And it's my pleasure to welcome one of the great race drivers and. In- any type of motorsports, kenny schrader good morning kenny uh how you doing doing great anyway schrader what
4: what state are you in and and, and what do you this greg and, and you're not you're out <laughs> with, in, you're either in an airplane or you're in a cockpit of a race car now where are you now no right now
5: we're at the uh, pace texas uh down not too far from austin uh we're running a little two-day race down here last night uh Uh, Was qualifying, and then tonight is the race. So it's it's a little quarter mile dirt car with her with her modified. And then we go up to race in Texas the rest of this week and next weekend.
4: That's cool. How
3: many many races a week do you generally find yourself sitting at or driving in?
5: Well, it's hard to go by the week there, but we're we're down to about seventy five a year, which is kind of bothering me. We got to get it back up. (laughs) uh, Had a lot of rain and stuff, but. But we, didn't, we do fifty uh, about 50 days a year for our sponsor, Federated Auto Parts, where we take cars to the track, and they bring people out, and we let them drive them, and then I give them a ride in the two-seater. So I'm in a car over 120 days a year still.
4: Oh, man, that's unreal. And, you know, Federated Auto Parts, that's a big outfit,
2: and they have been with, with, with Kenny for a long time. Kenny, I, I don't know if you can play your cards right um, this fast, but you know the U.S. Grand Prix is in Austin next week. You reckon you can line up something for that? In, uh, the next hey, I, week,
5: that thing's going a little faster than I <laughs> want to. Oh. <laughs> uh, we went over. We went over that facility last year and toured it, and boy, what a beautiful facility it is! Uh, it really is a nice place.
2: Well, it's more than just a, a. I mean, it's a specially built road course for this event. You know, it's not like they're running through the streets of Austin or anything like that. It's a. It it's, it really blows your mind. It's such a beautiful track but uh you know this is talladega week kenny and one of the things one of the reasons we spe- specifically wanted you on the show was that you are a talladega winner and um back in july of 1988 and that was that was you didn't luck into it that was that was quite a win
5: <laughs> well i had i had worked myself uh back to about 18th or so with about 10 to go and uh Harry Hyde was he made it pretty clear that he didn't go there to finish 18th, so things just not kind of <laughs> out there again. Yeah, we, we got it going, though. I had, that was big for us, the first uh, cup race we'd won. And then, uh, probably my favorite day at Talladega, though, was, uh, I don't know, maybe 92, three or 4. We went there and we won the Xfinity race with, uh, with our own car. That was pretty much fun.
4: That's right, that was good. But the uh, only thing uh, Kenny's not mentioning. And uh, and like I say, he's won so many races, been so many racetracks and stuff. A lot of times, this stuff runs together. But he actually drove by Jeff Bodine in the Hendricks car, and Dale Earnhardt in Childress's car, wouldn't win them. He drove by both of them to win the race.
2: Well, not only that, there was a uh, Rusty Wallace too. He passed yeah. all three of them on the backstretch yeah. because I watched the last lap of the race last night on YouTube.
4: Yeah, he come he come yeah. from 18th to win the race. Fair and square, and I don't know if Harry <laughs> run his mouth on radio had that much to do with it, but that might have helped. But <laughs> but but, but hey, can, things kind
5: of worked out there. You it know. worked out.
4: It worked out. I think any yeah any get the job done in, uh, in just about anything. Uh, so, thing.
5: What do you think no, about the Charlotte deal? Uh, the Robo, I found it very entertaining. Uh, you know, we're we're in a little bunk right now. or sport is. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, we're having trouble making uh, making fans happy and getting them out to the racetrack. Everyone has their own opinion. Uh, what, well, you know, I watch the races obviously, and what I'm watching on Sundays, uh, man, the on track, the on track entertainment is better than it's ever been. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of guys battling. We got a lot of good young kids. I thought the role was interesting. Obviously, at the end there, when everyone piled up uh you know and and no one got into anybody they just all went down in there and missed a turn uh, that that made it pretty exciting but you know it's it's no problem to do something different every every now and then nascar has been running on road courses since uh, since they started this deal so that's just a little bit of a tweak and i liked it
2: kenny i gotta tell you this uh uh i found some old photographs the other day and and I was looking at him and it was from a race back in 1984 and I know the year because I was in the secret service and I was protecting Walter Mondale and he lived in Minnesota and this was a a gold cup or gold crown what, whatever they call that the biggest the big cars for the for USAC back in those days. Yeah. And you were in yeah. the race and you were driving that c- car at the uh, and that was at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds.
5: Mhm. And yeah, uh, we ran Minnesota State Fairgrounds in a it was a 200-lap silver crown race. We right. We ran up there uh, ASA cars. We used to run uh, Labor Day, which would be, uh, we'd run Darlington on Sunday and then fly up and run uh, Minnesota State Fair and, on Monday. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a shame they clo- closed that down, you know, only ran up the once a year there for a while. And we'd go up there and you'd hot lap and dust would fly like crazy, even though it was a paved track because they hadn't been on it all year. So... That was, a, that was a neat place though, a lot of history.
2: And the guy that won the race, I've never heard of before or since, and his name was Marv Carmen. Do, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Marv? Oh, yeah.
5: Mar, Marv was a real good open-wheel uh, pavement, more of a pavement guy than dirt. But Marvin, uh, Marvin was real good.
2: I remember seeing that, yeah. that Chris Oconomacki was on the on the PA system and Wally dialing back, and everybody was you know he was one of the officials, and that was I just wanted to pass that along because I found that box yeah. of pictures and I said, good grief, there's Kenny Schrader. Yeah,
5: there used to be a stage on pit road, uh, and, you'd, and when you'd go there, it'd be pit road would be you know two three lanes wide, and then you get to the stage, and it was like a lane wide. Uh, it was it was pretty. Some pretty exciting
2: stuff happened there. <laughs> Kenny, I can't think of a better person to ask than you. Uh, and I've always debated with with people that, that know a lot about NASCAR and more than me. But, you know, I, I don't see why in the world... A dirt track race, like on one of the big tracks, uh, like at DeCoin or Springfield or something that, that the ARCA guys and the USAC guys used to race on. I don't see why in the world that wouldn't work in NASCAR. I mean, what's your thought about... I mean, they run that truck race on that track of Tony Stewart's, which... I, you know it's exciting I guess it, it doesn't do that much for me I'd like to see them wind it out on a big uh big mile track with the dirt with, with uh, a big mile dirt track and I know wow. you've run those races before and uh and recently and I mean what's your feelings about that
5: yeah um <clears throat> we won the companion race with the arca cars uh back labor day of uh, this year uh on the mile with our little modified they run them there and tony stewart actually came in and run our backup car run second um but you know, there's a. It sounds good, but we got a little problem with there. First off, uh, even though people can say whatever they want about our, our sport right now and and crowds and that, uh, we still need we need a mile dirt track to go to that that beats forty thousand people. We need a mile dirt track to go to that's um, got a good pit road. It's got safer barriers. Uh, that's got enough sweet. For sponsors has good timing and scoring uh set up uh, you know as towers for that but there's there's no facilities in place
4: you um, know Kenny, I thought about know, that right. too, and that and you you know i didn't mean to interrupt you uh but yeah. i've uh you know the deal of a one mile dirt track, a little bit of banking, but you're correct it it would take a full scale commitment to have the yeah. proper stands. And and the, the the soft walls and a pit road and concessions and, and 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 tweets for the yeah. sponsors and stuff. So, it, that I would say you're right. exactly right. That's that's the problem. It, it, ain't, it ain't no problem to run to stock cars around a racetrack. Uh, yeah, They that the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know it's been talked about. I,
5: I'm a I'm a big fan of the truck race and, and what they do at uh, at Eldora Speedway, Tony's track there. Uh, we, we, this was the first year we did not run it. We run it every year prior to this year. Um, we still went up there and ran a little modified and companion race with it, but, uh, they put on a heck of a show and it probably be, uh, maybe the closest finish the truck series has this year.
2: Well, what, um, plans do you have, if any, to get back behind the wheel of an Arca car? I know they still got a couple of races to go, but, uh, uh, do you plan on racing any more this year? Well, you know, we were fortunate last
5: year that we won the ARCA championship. Uh, Austin Ontario drove for us all year, and uh, you know, it's had a phenomenal year. He won seven of the 20 races, wound up winning the championship. Uh, this year we've had uh, some different drivers. We did not run the full series this year. looks like we're going to run 14 of the, of the 20. Um, so I don't have any plans just now, uh, you know, right yet, but, but you never know what could happen there.
4: That's neat. I tell you, one thing about like I say, Trader he goes from stepping out of an airplane into a cockpit. And I'll tell you something else. He is a fast race car driver. And and you know one of the things that that, that always you know, he, he he sat on about a million poles in NASCAR. I mean every time he turned around if he you know because Kenny likes the car loose, and that's something a lot of drivers can't stand. And you know it, especially with the bias supply tires in those days. You know, you want a driver that could let the tail end hang out. And and, and Kenny, he could let it all hang out. I mean, it was, it well, was really good. Sometimes I think you might need to start it with a little bit more wedge than you had. But uh, yeah, you but could um, go fast. Every now and then that bit us.
5: Every now and then that bit us. Get
2: us it won us more poles than it did races. Yeah, but it was always used up, there, used up there at the front. We're talking to Kenny Schrader. Kenny, you drove for some of the... You drove for uh, some really great car owners, and uh, I know you, uh, I'll never forget you when you drove for Don Levy, coming across the finish line upside down at Daytona. That was a a heck of a ride, but you had some good car owners in your day with the Hendricks and Uh, everybody.
5: I was very fortunate, very fortunate. Uh, You know, and to get to start out, I I drove five races for Elma Langley and three years for Mr. Don Levy. I mean, not a finer gentlemen in the sports and then juni I and mean, got driving mr henrik and andy petrie and uh, you know i mean just a uh, drove for some really good smaller teams you know towards the end of our deal too had a lot of fun and just met a lot of good people
2: well kenny schrader you're still out there doing it and uh, i want to thank federated auto parts just for keeping you active and uh, and we want to have you back on there. we could do the whole hour just with you it's, it's been great having you on <laughs> Well, thanks for having us, guys. Thank you very much. That's Kenny Schrader, one of the great race drivers of all time in any type of car. We're going to take a break and come back with Nelson Crozier and get caught up on uh, what's going on um, now, this weekend, and next weekend, and what we saw last weekend. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
1: Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the SignForce hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry
5: here from the world famous Beacon Drive In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese.
4: Hey Planty, I need flounder, cheeseburger like a burger,
5: make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. (laughs) Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world famous Beacon Drive In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg.
4: Hey Planty. Tired of eating fast food for lunch every day? Wish you could have a good home-cooked meal but can't find the time? Well, now you can. Rascals Eatery on Asheville Highway is now serving lunch. So stop on in and enjoy a meat and three plate with choices
8: like fried chicken, country ham, or chicken fried steak. All served with your choice of homemade veggies like green beans and mac and cheese. Rascals Eatery is conveniently located at 1455 Asheville Highway and is now serving these lunch specials every day from 11 to 3.
4: Rascals Eatery, serving the comfort foods you crave.
1: Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to
2: Nelson now. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 here in Spartanburg. And it's always our pleasure to bring on the man who knows all there is to know about this sport, Nelson Crozier. Good morning, Nelson.
9: Good morning. A Beautiful day.
2: Beautiful day. Are you at the track or where are you today? Uh,
9: no, I'll probably be down there in the morning, but I'm tending uh, to some storm damage up here in the Charlotte area.
2: Oh, I hope you didn't have too, too much. Uh, it was, and I want to say that while you just brought to my mind if there's anybody listening even still from Florence you know and didn't we get another sucker punch from Michael we uh, uh our hearts go out to all those people that are having to, a lot of people lost everything and a lot of people are doing what Nelson's doing and picking up pieces here and there and uh, we're thinking about you well you know fortunately I didn't have any damage but you know in the neighborhood uh
9: got damaged uh, lots of people uh in the area
2: of show without power well that's that's so inconvenient i mean it's just inconvenient is not a strong enough word but anyway we had a we had a not a different winner sort of a different winner last week with uh chase Elliott going to victory lane uh, i was kind of hoping to see uh alma pull it off because he's been so close and he's the only Stuart Haas card that hasn't won but um, what do you think about dover and what can we take away from there
9: Oh, it was a shame, uh, you know. Um, uh, you know the crash toward the end there, and you know,
2: of course, uh, Siren and Dawsonville was going full blast, right? You know, chase plan. Well, we didn't. Um, we managed know. not to pick another winner, so <laughs> we're. Uh, huh. You're still chasing Ronnie. Ronnie's got four. You got three, and uh, I've got two. Greg's got one. So, uh, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, though. Go ahead. What What did we take away from Dover?
9: okay <laughs> you know a lot a lot of uh penalties uh, uh but let me rephrase that a lot of uh on practice this morning here at Talladega because uh of cars that were either right through inspection or failed inspection uh you know at Dover so you know let's carry on uh, from there uh, all in all it was kind of a so-so race a lot of good racing in the middle part of it and you know uh kind of a
2: surprise there at the end. Yeah, it, it was. And um, I didn't get to talk to you last week because I wasn't on the show about the, the goings on at Charlotte. Um, and, but I did hear the show and I heard your comments, which I, I was um, very interested in. But is, is there any connection whatsoever, do you think, between uh, Chad canals and Jimmy Johnson's, uh announcing their split this week uh would there be any connection at all with the how the race on the roval ended with uh i mean jimmy johnson i thought uncharacteristically tried to win the race when if he just cruises through in second he's in the chase was there some communication breakdown there that you think might have led to this uh, split up between two two of the standard bearers of the sport
9: i think it's been coming for a long time and uh you know that might have been the final straw Or it might have been, it was just time to announce it. Uh, But, you know, beyond that, a lot of news this week. Uh, We have Scott Graves uh, leaving over uh, uh, on the 19 car, and Dave Rogers taking over there. Uh, You know, 48 uh, car said they're going to announce a sponsor within 30 days. Uh, Here at Talladega, got a pink race car and a pink start finish line, you know, uh, for cancer. Uh, but probably the biggest news is they announced some more of the rules for 2019. And as I mentioned last week, that hey, I think the drivers have too much, uh, you know, on their mind that they can't handle the, uh, you know, the track bar adjustment. Uh, so whether it was th- uh, that comment or whether it's the fact that uh, they had some mechanical problems with it, there will be no driver adjustable track bar for next year. Uh, here at Talladega, the 43 car does not have a backup car. Of course, the cup cars have not been on the track yet. They're getting ready to, uh, go on, uh, shortly for, uh, their only practice and then qualifying later this afternoon. But getting back to the, uh, more rules for next year, uh, they're making a big deal. No, no restrictor plates except for Daytona in February. Well, no restrictor plate but they're putting a tapered spacer on and depending on uh the size of the track whether it's going to drop the horsepower to 550 or to 750 uh you know it's going to be a big question uh and then some tracks don't have the air ducts around the front wheel some uh, some they won't uh so you know just any number of different things that uh you're happening for next year uh in reference to the uh comment earlier about uh how the tracks are measured yeah you know, 30 feet from the outside wall except indianapolis where it's measured on the inside wall so if you measure the outside wall with indianapolis it's actually larger than Dalladega.
2: wow yeah and it's got the you know the rounded rectangle um but that 's interesting about the rules changes for next year now what what 's the thinking behind the rule changes I mean is it to, to in, uh, obviously it 's to increase the uh, the competition and make a better show but is it to, is it anything about slowing the cars down or making it easier to pass or uh, making it cheaper i mean what what's uh, what 's the thinking
9: well, there are some other rules that theoretically make it cheaper, but so far as the uh, you know, on track uh, differences, uh, better competition. Where you know you are going to have more side by side racing, where cars can pass. Package is very similar to what they ran a uh in May in the All Star race.
2: Yeah, and uh, well, I am you know for anything to to, uh, to improve the competition, and uh, I guess that's one of the things that uh, the the TV networks. I, I know I saw where the ratings were were up substantially for the fall charlotte race because it's like night and day for uh from the charlotte race this year is the one they had last year but um we just had kenny schrader on and he was we were i always try to find out about if we can ever have a dirt track back in nascar and he uh he gave us a pretty good explanation about you know I guess the race car and the racing is the one thing that, that wouldn't need to change but it's the, the grandstands and the sa- safer barriers and a, a decent pit road and uh, and um, luxury suites and things like that would be the big drawback for um, ever having a dirt track well yeah it's like uh,
9: anytime you uh, talk about a new track uh, there are so many things like you say uh, it's not you have to have a good racing surface, it has to be safe for the drivers, but then with the money that the sponsors are putting in, uh, you have to have a showcase facility uh, where you do have to switch and uh, have adequate number of seats for the fans and then you have to have the uh local in- infrastructure you've got to have the proper highways you've got to have the proper hotels where you- people can stay, you've got to have an airport close by Uh so, you know, it's a massive undertaking to uh, come up with a new racetrack. Uh, NASCAR, uh, you know, an ISC when they built Kansas, uh, a lot of planning went into that beforehand. And, you know, they had to get a pool from the state. They had to put a new interchange on for the interstate. Uh, when they had the dedication, Grant Lynch from Talladega came out and he was spearheading that project. Uh, we had a dedication with the governor on uh, one of the new overpasses over the interstate. Uh, so, you know, these things have to be planned five, ten years out. Uh, and, you know, a lot of local money has to be put in, as well as, you know, money for the Speedway. Uh, Kansas is probably the prime example because the Speedway is both in the middle of nowhere and then a city grew up around it. Right. Uh, of course, the casino helps, but, you know, all the shopping centers... Uh, you
2: know, that's probably the ideal situation. Well, I tell you, I, I knew we'd get the explanation from Nelson because, uh, you know, my little brain thinking let's just show up at a dirt track and run it. <laughs> it's not quite that simple. A little more complicated. A little more complicated. Nelson, let's get our picks in here, see if we can pick a winner between the four of us. Greg's already taken the 21 car, which is a Menard. Uh, I'll give you first pick. Go for it.
9: Okay, I think
2: we'll go with the two car this week. Gonna take my guy. Uh I'm gonna go with uh well go ahead, Ronnie. He's got his hand up. He wants the four car. And uh I will compliment Ronnie on his pink Burns volleyball T shirt this morning with uh the cancer awareness. That's well done. Who's driving the pink car at Talladega? You said there was a pink car. Uh the pace cars. Oh, oh pace car. Oh, okay. Well oh, that's good. That's that's good. And um well I'll go with uh I said I was going to take this guy all year, and I didn't do it, and I should have had him last week, but I'll go with Hannah's guy, Chase uh, Elliott. So uh, see if we can catch up with, uh, with Ronnie here with not many races to go. Nelson, we appreciate you having, uh, having you on as always, and um, we'll talk to you next week from Kansas. Okay, uh, one final
9: mention. Go. uh Anybody who uh, is or going to Talladega, Bobby and Donnie Allison are at the International uh, Boat Sports Hall of Fame signing autographs till noon central time.
2: That sounds great. Two buddies of ours. Oh,
9: absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Okay, thank you so much, Nelson. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Okay, you too. All right, thank you. That's Nelson Crozier. He's the best. Yeah. Oh, he, Absolutely, he is. And... uh As I tell them every week here, I kill all these trees to have all this information to hand out. you got about three minutes. Go. Three minutes. Okay. Talladega is today. There are six races to go. Uh, And um, next week, they will be at the Hollywood Casino 400, which will be at 2 p.m. on NBC. Tomorrow's race, um, the 1000bulbs.com500 okay don't ask me uh that's at 2 p.m and it's on nbc which is uh the mothership as they, they, they the, like r- to say
3: one thousand bulbs has green money
2: yep and they got uh qualifying today at 4:30. the truck race down there is today at um one o'clock on fox and in two weeks they'll be at uh the texas roadhouse 200 on uh fox but uh the tech the trucks uh you know, the, the Xfinity boys are off this week. Boys and girls are off this week. So, uh, the trucks are sort of taking the, the big support right support um, role. And so, they will be running today at, at uh, Talladega. And I'm looking here. Johnny Sauter is the points leader there. And he's kind of turned into an old-timer. He's been around quite a while with a comfortable lead over Noah Gragson and Grant Enfinger. So, I think he's probably going to end up being your champ. And, uh, of course, the Indy cars—they're done with. They—they uh, finished their their season with uh, Scott Dixon being the champ. We have uh, in driving for G- Ganassi. We have the uh, Xfinity. Like I said, they're off today. They'll be back next week at Kansas for the Kansas Lottery Three Hundred at uh, two thirty on NBCSN. And as I was talking to Greg. Our local driver, uh, Jeremy Clements, is 14th in the standings. Now, the only the top 12 were locked into the chase. So, in my way of thinking, um, this puts Jeremy—he's like in second place of the, the of bubble. his of his class. Right. You know, the people that didn't make the chase. So, i mean, actually 14th in the standings. Is isn't bad. And he's not that far from 13th. So uh, we wish Jeremy all the best out there in Kansas. And we're sure he'll be doing everything he can to uh, move up and maybe secure some sponsorship or something for next year. And then as I talked to Kenny Schrader a little bit about to see if he could slip into a Formula One car. They, <laughs> they will be running next week, October 21st, in the Pirelli United States Grand Prix at that fantastic um, track in Austin, Texas. But I tell you what, catch this for the Formula One. Hamilton won last week at um, in Japan. Lewis Hamilton did. He's won nine races this year. He's won four in a row, and he's won six of the last seven. I might pick him. Well, I tell you what, he's um, he looks like he he has <laughs> solidified himself as the Formula One champion for 2018, and the uh, the American cars of the Stewart. Not Stewart, but the Haas cars um, with Kevin Magnuson is 7th in the standings and Roman Grosjean is 13th in the other one. So the United States does have a presence in the Formula One. So, uh, Ronnie, Greg went to get our lottery tickets. He didn't make it back by the end of the show, but that's okay. That's okay. And
3: listen, can you believe it's already the middle of October?
2: (laughs) No, and he did make it back before the end of the show, and I threw my papers all over his seat. Greg, we're glad to have you back. (laughs) We uh, appreciate all you guys listening in. Thanks for calling in um, Roll Tide Terry. Talladega, exciting race. Can't wait to see it. See everybody back here next week for uh, Start Your Engines, and uh, keep it between the fences.
1: the home of Phil Kornblut is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. This is hold of life. Life. Now on FM at 98.3. <laughs>